Hey guys, hello, Sonali here. First of all, a very happy new year to all of you. I hope you had a great break. I also was out for the last couple of weeks, which is why you haven't seen any new episodes uh, on the podcast for the last few weeks. Uh, but now that I'm back, I'm working very hard to get new guests and schedule all the interviews and the recordings. So stay tuned because you'll be seeing some new episodes very, very, very soon. But I wanted to kick things off for the new year anyway. And I wanted to kick things off by sharing a couple of passages from these posts that I found online, which I think are very interesting and around a topic which is probably relevant to many of you. So these posts are around the topic of how do you find fulfilling work? And the vast majority of us, for the vast majority of us, this is a very, very hard problem to solve. Uh, there are, of course, those of us who are very lucky. We find what is it, whatever it is that we love to do from a very young age. But for the rest of us, it's a long, drawn out and painful process. And I thought that some of the things that were being said in these posts are quite interesting and relevant and can be applied by a lot of us. So the first passage that I'm going to share is from uh, a post on the website called brainpickings.org. And I've linked to the post in the show notes if you want to read the full thing, and I do recommend that you do. But here's a passage that the author has written in the post. She is quoting an Australian philosopher by the name of Roman Krzneric. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, but it's spelled as K-R-Z-N-A-R-I-C. And here's what he says. It is common to think of a vocation as a career that you somehow feel you were meant to do. I prefer a different definition, one closer to the historical origins of the concept. A vocation is a career that not only gives you fulfillment, meaning, flow, freedom, but that also has a definitive goal or a clear purpose to strive for attached to it, which drives your life and motivates you to get up in the morning. So basically, I guess what the philosopher is trying to talk about over here is that it is not so much about the actual work that you're doing, but much more about the goal that you're pushing yourself towards and that that goal has to have meaning for you. It should be inspiring to you. And that's one way of really enjoying whatever it is that you're doing. The author, Maria, of the post, she further shares a really nice quote by Viktor Frankl. And some of you might already be familiar with him. He is a Holocaust survivor and author of the book, Man's Search for Meaning. And here's the quote. What man actually needs is not some tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for some goal worthy of him. So again, he's reiterating the importance of having a goal in your life, as opposed to thinking about what activity do I enjoy doing. So if you take this and then you think about, okay, now how do I find this goal? How do I figure out what is it that I would really love to work on? What kind of problems do I want to solve? And so the post is really long, but I'll share this, this excerpt that I think tries to encapsulate how you can get there. And here's again the, the philosopher Roman Krishnerik, and here's, how, here's what he says. There is no great mystery behind it all. 
if we want a job that is also a vocation. We should not passively wait around for it to appear out of thin air. Instead, we should take action and endeavor to grow it like Marie Curie. He, here he is referring to the scientist Marie Curie. How? Simply by devoting ourselves to work that gives us deep fulfillment through meaning, flow, and freedom. Over time, a tangible and inspiring goal may quietly germinate, grow larger, and eventually flower into life. And so if I'm understanding what he's saying over here correctly, what he's saying is that you as the person, the only thing that you can do is just immerse yourself in work and continue to work on things that you find meaningful, that you enjoy. And it is through this constant process that you will eventually find yourself aware of the goal or the problem that you really want to work on. The other post that I want to share with you is by Paul Graham. So Paul Graham, I'm sure many of you are already familiar with him. He is the co-founder of Y Combinator, which is a very well-known and a very successful Silicon Valley-based startup incubator. And Paul is well-known for his essays. Uh, a lot of his essays have gone amazingly viral. Uh, you can check out his website, paulgram.com, if you want to read his essays. Here's an excerpt from one of his essays. The essay is titled, How Do You Find What You Love? Uh, hang on, actually. Let me make sure that the title is correct. It's How to Do What You Love. That's the title, How to Do What You Love. So here's the excerpt. With such powerful forces leading us astray, it's not surprising we find it so hard to discover what we like to work on. Most people are doomed in childhood by accepting the axiom that work is equal to pain. Those who escape this are nearly all lured onto the rocks by prestige or money. How many even discover something they love to work on? A few hundred thousand, perhaps, out of billions. It's hard to find work you love. It must be, if so few do. So don't underestimate this task. And don't feel bad if you haven't succeeded yet. In fact, if you admit to yourself that you're discontented, you're a step ahead of most people who are still in denial. If you're surrounded by colleagues who claim to enjoy work that you find contemptible, odds are they're lying to themselves. Not necessarily, but probably. However, doing great work takes less discipline than people think. Because the way to do great work is to find something you like so much that you don't have to force yourself to do it. Finding work that you love, on the other hand, does usually require discipline. Some people are lucky enough to know what they want to do when they're 12 and they just glide along as if they were on railroad tracks. But this seems the exception. More often, people who do great things have careers with the trajectory of a ping pong ball. They go to school to study A, 
drop out and get a job doing B, and then become famous for C after taking it up on the side. Sometimes, jumping from one sort of work to another is a sign of energy, and sometimes it's a sign of laziness. Are you dropping out, or boldly carving a new path? You often can't tell yourself. Plenty of people who will later do great things seem to be disappointments early on, when they're trying to find their niche. So, is there some test you can use to keep yourself honest? One is to try and do a good job at whatever you're doing, even if you don't like it. Then, at least you'll know you're not using dissatisfaction as an excuse for being lazy. Perhaps, more importantly, you'll get into the habit of doing things well. Another test that you can use is always produce. For example, if you have a day job you don't take seriously because you plan to be a novelist, are you producing? Are you writing pages of fiction, however bad? As long as you're producing, you'll know that you're not merely using the hazy vision of the grand novel you plan to write one day as an opiate. The view of it will be obstructed by the all too palpably flawed one you're actually writing. Always produce is also a heuristic for finding work you love. If you subject yourself to that constraint, it will automatically push you away from things you think you're supposed to work on towards things you actually like. Always produce will discover your life's work the way water with the aid of gravity finds the hole in your roof. So that's what I will end this episode on. Always produce. If you, just like me, if you are right now not very sure about what is it that you want to work on, what is it that you really enjoy doing, and you don't really know how to go forward from here, follow the message of always produce. At least I think it's it's a good message to follow because if you're going to force yourself to keep on creating, keep on making new things, you will eventually get to a place where you'll figure out what work speaks to you, what goals speak to you. So that is pretty much it for this uh, kickoff episode for 2018. Uh, expect to see more new episodes on the podcast very soon. And uh, of course, do sign up for the LED newsletter. You can subscribe on the website, learneducatediscover.com. We share a lot of interesting links in the newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter and a lot of stuff similar to what I just shared in this particular episode. Uh, so do check it out, learneducatediscover.com. And uh, yes, if you have any questions or comments or feedback or requests, just email me at hello at learneducatediscover.com. All right, that's it. Thank you very much and bye-bye.